Welcome to Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to learn from fellow business owners how to decrease the chaos and increase their sense of fulfillment while becoming more profitable. I'm your host, Tracy Trepesky. I'm an executive coach and consultant and leadership development expert. I'm also mom to two amazing teenagers and a menagerie of adopted furry family members. In each episode, we explore challenges, opportunities, and actionable tips to help you take control of your time and energy and improve your bottom line while staying true to your vision. You'll hear from me and my guests how we've tackled some of the pitfalls and unexpected surprises that entrepreneurship delivers. We're the real deal, and we're here to inspire and encourage you. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today for a new episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. As we gear up for our exciting redirect and rebrand, I want to take a moment to reflect on the past 21 months of being a podcaster, what it's meant to me, and my intentions going forward. First of all, you may not know that I had been contemplating starting a podcast for years, but kept talking myself out of it for myriad reasons including being too busy, not having the bandwidth to work on content creation, to not knowing enough people to have incredible guests on the show. You name it, I came up with a reason not to do it. The last one really makes me laugh now since every person I invited uh, who I thought was amazing at what they do, in addition to being incredible humans, said yes. And they referred friends and colleagues. And once we gained some momentum, we started getting really high quality inquiries from other amazing entrepreneurs and remarkable humans who weren't referrals or directly known to us. So here we are. It really wasn't that hard. As for bandwidth, well, if there's anything I've learned in my career, it's how to appropriately employ others to do the heavy lifting where I don't have the strength. So I didn't ever try to touch the production or anything internally technical. I also eventually outsourced the podcast Instagram as well. And we've been able to, and I have been able to recover a lot of time, energy, and curse words. I cuss a lot when I'm frustrated with technology, so it's always better for someone else to handle it whenever possible. Now, I'll admit that I've had similar trepidation during this period of time where we've been working behind the scenes on the rebrand and refocus of this podcast. I've had fear of letting down our listeners and guests whose episodes are airing near our change date and all kinds of temptation to enter the imposter syndrome arena. I'm sure you can relate as an entrepreneur. Fortunately, every person I've talked with about our upcoming changes has been enthusiastic and applauds our leap of faith to align this podcast to directly reflect the work that we do and the clients that we serve here at Tracy Trepesky International. I could gush about how touched I am, and I truly am touched and grateful to have such a broad range of fellow founders in my circle who understand and support making big changes to both business model and to podcast as a means to hone our focus and tighten up our niche. The real lesson here comes down to three things. One, trust your instincts and weigh them out logically and strategically. Two, consult with people who understand your business, vision, and mission, and they'll be honest and supportive. And three, have faith in whatever form that takes for you. Trust that your vision and mission, plus your talents, abilities, and experience will support you through all aspects of your business. It's simple, but not necessarily easy. And it is oh so worth it. So on that note, 
Let's dive into today's episode, shall we? Today, I am speaking with the thoughtful and deep Drexwell Seymour of HLB, an accounting firm located in the Turks and Caicos, and he's also author of Rise Up and Take Your Position, Don't Give Up, Find Your Gift, and Cultivate It. Drexwell shares how he is dedicated to supporting his local community through employment and training opportunities at his company, and while he's very good at and enjoys accounting, his true passion is in helping people overcome an inferiority complex and rise to the best version of themselves, hence the title of his book. In addition to sharing his passion for helping others, Drexwell shares sage advice about being a business founder, including the importance of creating multiple streams of income, contingency plans to recession protect your business, and building relationships with the people in your life. You will not want to miss when he shares his wisdom toward the end, which is that everyone has something inside of them, but we've all got to get over the fear and take a step toward our purpose. Drexwell shared with me that he aspires to expand his motivational speaking business, and I want to put a plug in for him here. He's warm, dedicated to excellence, full of passion and purpose, and would be a great addition to your lineup if you're planning an event or looking for a speaker for your organization. Make sure to connect with Drexwell by clicking on the links in the show notes, okay? So now you know what to do. Grab a beverage or a snack and settle in to listen to Drexwell and his amazing journey. Drexwell, I am so excited to have you on the show. Thank you for coming on today. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm probably more excited than you. I mean, thank you <laughs> for having me. I appreciate uh, the opportunity. Oh, it's my pleasure. Well, before we dive in, because I know we've already, just warming up, have had a lot of already deep stuff, um, I'd like to share with our listeners where you're located. So I'm located in the, the Turks and Caicos Islands. It's right beneath Florida in, in the Caribbean. It sounds pretty nice right about now. It is. <laughs> It is. All year round. All year round. Yes. You have nice, beautiful weather and gorgeous landscape and probably delicious fruits and vegetables and the whole everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're you're gonna have some petitions for guests pretty soon, I'm sure. (laughs) That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, well, I would love for you to share with us like what you do now and what led you to to start your own company and become this awesome, jump on this awesome journey of entrepreneurship? Sure. So I'm a, I'm a certified public um, accountant. And uh, I opened my company in 2013. Uh, so what made me to start the company? You know, I, I used to be the CEO for one of the telecommunications company in Turks and Caicos. And sometimes you get, you know, you work so hard, and you're making other people become so um, um, profitable, and you were doing all the work, and and they and they had a they had a package, and so I I took a, a package and I and I used that to establish my firm, where I could you know see more of what I'm doing, to to help me and my and my family, and also to help to help other people because I do a lot of training. I I recruit local staff to train them to become accountants. So that's really drove me. To my accounting firm. I love that. And I love that you were able to see like, okay, so I've made them very wealthy. (laughs) You're welcome. And how can I take what I've learned and use an opportunity like an exit package 
to to turn that into something you know really special and and unique to you. I mean, obviously, accounting has its rules and whatever, so there's the box of that. But yep. you know that you're committed to hiring local talent and training them up. I think is also really remarkable and important. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's something that entrepreneurship gives us. It affords us the opportunity to support our community in whatever way we want to or can. And I love that you're able to create jobs for people and and you know provide opportunity. It must be must feel yeah. good to do that, right? Yes. And also, yes, yeah, um, it's very rewarding because a lot yeah. of people have challenges finding a job, and because sometimes so you know, and and so this is an avenue for them to to be able to to get a, a job, become a great professional, and then they could branch into what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll always need accountants. I mean, this is this is a, right. <laughs> a nice long-term profession yeah. to be in. Yeah, very cool. So did you, when you were starting your firm, I know you said in our notes back and forth that one of your greatest challenges was taking risks, but it seems awfully risky to start your own firm. So can you tell us about that? Like what, what do you think has been a big challenge in, in taking risks? You know, that's a good question. It, it is. It is risky because first of all, you're, you're comfortable with your regular job, you're comfortable with your salary, and, and you could take a risk where you have to basically start all over, start afresh. And so you don't know if you're going to get the clients, you get the clients, you don't know if you're going to pay you. And so that's very, very risky and it's, and it's also competitive. But at some point in time, you have to take the risk. I always remember my, my, my professor in, in college and my economics professor. You always say the greater the risk, the greater the reward. And so I reach a point in my life where you say, you know what? I'm going to take this risk and I'm going to go for it because you know, I believe that I will, I will be rewarded. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, and that's why I, I jumped in and, and did that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's, it's courageous, right? At a point in a career where you've held a high-level position, you know, it would be it would be like easy and seemingly like the smart or safe thing to do to take your package, invest it, and go seek another CEO position for someone else rather than starting your own and, and taking your package and investing that in something that might not pay you back, <laughs> right? I think that's, I just want to commend you for for being willing to take that risk because I think it's it's the thing that I think really sets entrepreneurs apart, you know, not not everybody's going to be willing to to tolerate risk, you know, to use yeah, an economics right. term, right? Risk tolerance. So, yeah, interesting. Very cool. And, right. You're absolutely right. And who who are your clients mainly? Do you work with a particular type of client or? So my clients, no, my, I don't work with a particular client. My clients are a wide variety. It's, di- it's diverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have hotels, we have retailers, um, property managers. Um, it, it's a really a combination. Mm-hmm. We, we we serve small, medium, and large customers. Okay. Yeah. And do you also provide like payroll services and bookkeeping and things like that for those companies or strictly accounting? No, we, we provide payroll as well. Um, mm-hmm. We provide payroll, we provide bookkeeping, we do audits, we do review. Um, the whole em- encompasses of, of right. accounts. We provide so that. All of the professional services that yes. that must be. You know, when I think about like from a marketing perspective, how challenging it can be to send something out to a mixed group of people, but every business needs those services and understands the importance of those services. So I would imagine that that 
that common thread is there for your different clients. That is true. And sometimes people don't even realize, you know, that they need the services until time to go to the bank to borrow money. And the bank say, show me your financial statements. Then they realize how important it is, <laughs> you know, to, to, to have um, accounting services. Yeah. 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 So th- I think that's interesting too, like for our listeners, especially if they're in the new sort of startup phase where it's just, I don't know if mano a mano combat is the right <laughs> image for this, but it's the beginning where you're kind of, you know, just putting one foot in front of the other and just kind of building. At what point do you recommend for a business owner to like, at, at the very least, have a conversation with a reputable CPA? You know, honestly, I I believe from from the initial start that they should have, a, because sometimes, you know, you have businesses because they're trying to cut back on their costs, they, they will recruit like uh, someone who doesn't, who's not a professional accountant, maybe a bookkeeper. And they end up paying a high price because what was done by the bookkeeper was not a compliance with international accounting standards. And so I would recommend um, any business to, to start um, engage with a professional accountant from the initial stage. They don't have to use them on a, on a monthly basis, but at least on an annual basis, but, but start from the very beginning because you want to make sure you start on the right foundation. Mm-hmm. Hugely important. Huge, huge, yeah. hugely important. Yeah. I know I would, I just had a conversation with someone earlier today and talking about why I generally don't work with like beginner businesses. And most of it is because I think they actually need a lawyer and accountant more than they need me in the beginning to make sure that they set everything up right. It's really hard to go back and change things. Very hard. Yeah. And there may be other coaches who work with startups, but that's not an area that really lights me up. And so I prefer to work with, you know, a different kind of business, but are people at a different stage of their business. But that's one thing. If I get, if I have a sales conversation with somebody who's early, like, do you have a lawyer? Do you have an accountant? (laughs) because <laughs> if you're going to be, you know, spending, you want to, these, these are, yes, you'll get a re- rate of return, you know, working with me. But if you don't have those other things in place, it's almost, almost pointless to start with the coaching. That's some valid points you made. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it, I, it's okay to say no to business, right? Like it might put a little lump in my throat sometimes like, oh, I would have been a great client. But if they're not set up, it's, I can't advise them in those areas anyway. That's way outside of my lane. But it's, I think, from the beginning, really important. At least have a consultation with one True. of these professionals. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, as much as I, you know, like talking about like the the uh, nuts and bolts of business, I'm also, you know, thrilled to share that when I went to your website earlier this week, I was like, oh, he has a book. I'm pretty sure that that is very new since we first started corresponding. So tell us about your book. Oh, thank thank you for this opportunity again. Um, The book is called um, Rise Up and Take Your Position. It's a a motivational book, and it's it's based on my personal life story because growing up, I I suffered from inferiority complex. And so it's about five years ago I overcame that. And I feel that there are many other people who are going through similar situations, whether it's inferiority complex, whether it's depression, or whether it's sadness. So I said, well, let me put this book together and people can use this book to be inspired and be encouraged, you know, because sometimes people think only they are going through this situation that they're going through, but there are others that are going through similar situations. And so that's why I wrote the book, really to inspire and motivate others to rise up and take their position. 
because everybody has a position in this world. They just need to sign it and, and, and go with it. Mm, I love that. And I think we need more of that. You know, we're just the world is very chaotic and maybe it's always chaotic, but it seems extra chaotic these days. Yeah. And, you know, given the pandemic and political changes and all that stuff to, to have something that's, that can inspire people to like step into who they are. I, yes. I love that, that you have a position, right? We all, we all have something to bring to the world and it yes. doesn't necessarily mean being on, you know, a TED stage or, you know, whatever, being a guru, but to just take your position. I mean, I love the, that language, like, it feels very like powerful, but like real, like something that someone can actually, actually grab hold of and do. Thank you. Yeah. So you recently published this book, right? Yes, I published it um, late last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so like, what is it? Is it kind of like a workbook? I mean, you said it's motivational, but like, how does it help people? What is it? What does it do? Yeah, right. So it's not a, sorry, go ahead. Did I turn? No, that's it. No, no, no. You're oh, good. Okay. All right. It's not a workbook. I plan to do a workbook. It, mm-hmm. It's basically a, a, a book, I think about 12 chapters. And, and if people read it, I think they'll be um, inspired and they'll be, you know, they'll have a lot of hope because when I read my story and to where I came from, to where I am now, I think it will help a lot of people. Um, so it's not a workbook yet, but I'm, I'm getting a workbook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that's, you know, yeah. Well, one thing I think writing a book is is a labor of love. It's not something that I'm, I haven't written a book that's been published. I've written like smaller eBooks and stuff, but even that is like imparting wisdom and and trying to put it in a way that will resonate with as many people as possible is really challenging. So having overcome this imposter syndrome or a um, inferiority complex, what was writing a book like <laughs> and saying, I've got this expertise and I've got this experience? Did that tap on that at all? Did it kind of push your buttons? You know, that, you know what, when I was writing a book, it brought back a lot of memories. And it became at one point emotional, mm. uh, but at the end, I realized that um, that I had a purpose, and, and I think one of my purpose was to inspire people through writing. And so I said, I have to complete this book. Mm. And so it was very, it was even though it was a bit sweet experience, but in the end, I believe um, it was it's more more sweet and bitter, even though I had to live through those moments of what I went through, but. The ultimate price was the ultimate goal was to help others, and and so I I, I was excited about the book. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a great example of having a big, huge why, right? And just really, really being clear about why why this book needed to come through you, and why you needed to share your story and your experience and what you learned from it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, very cool. And it has nothing to do with accounting, so. <laughs> Nothing, I mean, <laughs> nothing to do with accounting. That was nothing. Because <laughs> a lot of people write books to like bolster their business or to, you know, create, you know, and maybe you are, I'll, I'll ask you that. Are you wanting to also have this create other opportunities like speaking or things like that? Or did you just really just write the book to write the book? Well, combination. I, I, I wrote the book to write the book, but I also hoping to, to um, get spinoffs from this because I believe that Actually, like the writing better than accounting, to be honest with you. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> so I feel that um, this book will open opportunities for me to, to have engagements with with um, the world, um, mm-hmm. speaking engagements, 
motivational talks. And so, yes, um, that, that is one of the reasons why I wrote it as well. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty funny that you enjoy this more than accounting. I, do. I, do. <laughs> I, uh, I adore accountants, by the way, I was telling you earlier, one of my favorite clients was an accountant. Um, yeah. <laughs> my, an inside joke in our family that my children's father, he's an economist and his joke, his oh. like self okay. sort of, you know, making fun of himself joke is, um, yeah, economists are like accountants, but without the charisma. <laughs> Oh, I know. I heard that one before. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I don't know if he made that up or if he got that from somebody else, but that's just, he's a very like serious, yeah. linear numbers guy, right? So yeah. that just cracks me up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, I always, I always think it's interesting. It's just me like going off on a tangent here, but I always think it's interesting when I meet people who are in very linear professions who have this big passion that has nothing to do with, you know, numbers or taxes or even medicine right it's over here on the side and it's like way creative and heart-centered and things that you know we don't we sometimes think of people as being sort of you know just like monolithic right right. but (laughs) yeah so i'm i'm like pleasantly surprised to hear that you like writing more than accounting because here you've built this business and you know it's the way that you make a living and you mentioned you have several kids and you know so the we all need to work when we have children. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, but the book, ah, oh, that's interesting. Huh. So can I ask you some questions about like of this course. thing? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pride. <laughs> I live in the South now and people in the South have a reputation for asking lots of questions. I feel like Absolutely. I've started doing that. <laughs> uh, the South of the U.S. So have you started creating like a business model or a plan for building this out or are you just kind of right in the in the design stages so to speak i'm in the design stages right now mm-hmm. um but i eventually that's my goal to mm-hmm. to, to even have this as as part of my entrepreneurship yeah because uh, i'll be writing other books as well yeah so because i'm just in the design stage are you thinking other books along the lines of this one or other like business oriented or personal growth or do you know yet? It's more, it'll be more personal growth. Mm-hmm. It'll be more personal growth. Yes. Yeah. Not too much on the business side at this time, but I believe that the personal growth though will help people to become better business people. Oh, for sure. I mean, if yeah. there's one thing for our listeners, I may have said this before, but if ever you desire <laughs> to encounter a dark night of the soul or many, become an entrepreneur. <laughs> Start your own business because all your stuff will come up. All of it. Mm-hmm. 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 All that stuff that yeah. we thought, you know, I made a joke earlier today to someone. I was like, I feel like the people pleaser in me, she's almost dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. But she still comes up. And when she comes up, she really rears her head. And I have to I like it. remind her that this is my car and I'm driving it. Right. So, but it's, it's, that's the stuff that comes up, right? Are all the things right. that we've maybe thought that we dealt with. And there's just one little piece left that's going to come up with a vengeance, just, mm-hmm. you know, for good measure to make sure we're ready. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So interesting. Well, I feel like we will come back to other things, but I just want to like say this now. We may have some more things to talk about offline where I might that's have fine. some contacts mm-hmm. to support you and in okay. um, people you may want to meet as you kind of craft that path forward. But I think 
Cool. Yeah. So I'll I make note of it and I'll make sure that we stay in touch and that I I think, you know, I have to sit and think about it, but I think there's a couple of people I could introduce you to who might help you get an, an idea of how that might work or, okay. um, yeah. And this is the beauty of having conversations with people from around the world. Like here we are, you know, chatting and also, sure. yeah. And, and also for our listeners, you may find one way to make a great living and it doesn't have to be the thing that you feel super passionate about. It could be the thing that you're really good at and that you know how to do without too much effort. And that would be sort of what, what Gay Hendricks calls your zone of excellence, right? That you're here, you do this really well, you can do it in your sleep. It may not be the thing that gets you all jazzed about all the things, but we don't have to just choose one thing. And, it, right. and the things that we choose to do do not have to be related to one another and we can still yeah. do great things, right? Yeah. So, and this is the joy of entrepreneurship yeah. is that we don't have to lock into something, but we also yeah. don't have to monetize the thing that we love. I think that's the, the thing. Well, that's a good point too. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yeah. And also, you know, honestly, we need multiple streams of income as well. Totally. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you, so to, let's talk about that because I think that's actually a really good thing for, to talk about. Like I've had a couple of guests on the show who are involved in like drop shipping type stuff. And this is completely outside of anything I've ever understood. I've always been like more in the services world. Um, and it was just interesting to talk with them about like, it's exciting because it's like you're, you're, it's trial and error and you're building another stream of income. It's not necessarily exciting because you're selling I don't know, you might specialize in selling widgets or something that serves some particular purpose that isn't very exciting, but people need it and they buy it. And so exactly. they've got another stream of income. Mm -hmm. So, because I think that if you spend, if one spends any time on social media and looking at entrepreneur pages, you get a lot of like very black and white thinking and, and mm -hmm. a little bit judgmental, like, oh, you know, you have to be doing the thing that lights your soul on fire. And I, I don't necessarily agree with that. No. Um, mm -mm. So counting might not light your soul on fire, but you do it very well. You've built yeah. a business, you serve other businesses that probably provides a great deal of pleasure and it provides for your family. Yeah, absolutely. But your real heart's desire is writing books and speaking that, and motivation. That's my, that's my real desire. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can, I mean, I'm sure you've monetized it because you've sold some books, but also you can like create a whole other like business out of that. And one that doesn't have to take a lot of time. Right. It might take some energy right. first, you know, getting it rolling, but yeah. I mean, I also have, I, you know, even though I do, I also have a property management company. Mm, okay. I, you know, speaking about multiple streams of income, I also do property management. Whereby we, you know, we manage condos on behalf of owners. You know, most of the owners are from the United States. So they purchase these condos in Turks and Caicos. They put in the pool and we manage it for them. We book the reservations. We meet the guests. So I'm also the property management as well. So nice. I do that for another stream of income. And that's mostly remote, I would imagine, except for maybe some of the maintenance checks and things like that. Well, actually, um, I have a team uh, who, when the guest checks in to, to the resort, um, they will check the guests in for me. Um, yeah, the remote portion is whereby we take the reservations. That's, that's done more remotely. But we do meet face-to-face -face because we have to check the, the guests in. We don't normally let them check themselves in. And so that's what we do as well. Nice. I think that's so cool. And it seems so in a place that's kind of a, also a vacation hotspot. It is. It's our main industry. Tourism is our main industry. So you'll find a lot of 
people um, have condos here, you know. Smart and a smart, a smart way to like provide a ser- an incredibly val- valuable service for the owners, yeah. right? And a great way to make money. And you said you have a team, so you're creating jobs too. This is absolutely, yeah. This is one of the things I also love about entrepreneurship is we can create our own like micro economies. Yeah. Or macro, if we want them to become much bigger, right? But we can, but we can create pockets of of economic abundance for many people. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Very cool. And in your accounting firm, do you what, what like what size? How many staff do you have there? My accounting staff is about. It's a small firm. We have about four staff in the accounting side. Mm-hmm. The property management, we have about five. Okay. Yeah, but it, but it's growing. You know. Yeah. It just continues to grow, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And are you all feeling the impact of this big word that starts with an R that everybody's freaking out about globally? <laughs> that would be recession, by the way, in case one just keeps you know, wondering. <laughs> I will be honest with you. At this point, we, we're not feeling it yet. In fact, uh, what we're feeling is, is inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not feeling any recession yet, but we believe it will come. It will come shortly because a lot of people, what they do here in the Turks and Caicos, we have a lot of people that come here and they purchase land, they purchase property, and and that that is just it's like it's not it's not ending. People mm-hmm. continue to purchase and purchase, yeah. And then, of course, with all the stuff happening in Ukraine and Russia, um, the cost of living has increased, and so that's what we ex- we experience right now. We're not experiencing any recession at this yeah. time. Yeah, but we believe it will happen soon. Yeah. And do you, how are you recession proofing or recession protecting your businesses? Well, we need to have, um, we need to have contingency plans. So we, we try to, you know, lock our customers into some contracts um, with mm-hmm. us and we will offer them uh, a discount if they lock in with us for a um, um, couple of years, um, even with our, um, employees, unfortunately, I had to let some of my employees go um, during COVID because we we lost quite a lot number of businesses. But now we are recruiting more employees, and so we we're just training them, and and hopefully they will see the benefit of staying with us, even if we have to reduce their salary because they're getting a lot of value from the training that they experience here, and, and also building relationships. Uh, relationship building is a big thing for us, um, in 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 recruiting. Um, recession, and we also must have a plan of savings. We encourage our employees to save, our businesses must save, so in the event that there is recession, we have adequate cash, cash flow to deal with any um, any uncertainties or, or any unexpected um, expenditure that you have to do. So that's what we're pushing. Nice. I mean, these are all really smart things to do anyway, but you know, I think sometimes what happens with people's mindset is we, we hear it, we read it, People are talking about it. It becomes very heavy. But, you know, one thing I'd like to point out to our listeners as a reminder that these, the things that Drexel has just said are very, very practical ways to prevent or, or support your business or protect it through a recession. Also keep in mind that large numbers of people become millionaires and billionaires during recessions. So if we play our cards right, we could come out of it on the other side in really great shape. We just need to, I think a lot of it has to do with mindset and like seeing, continuing to look for the opportunities instead of looking at what's going wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we need to be mindful. We need to have our finger on the pulse. We need to read The Economist. (laughs) You know, we need to keep up with what's going on. But um, 
ultimately, we have to look for the opportunities because they do present themselves. Yeah, yeah I like can said, deeply. Yeah, there's always, I mean, I think it's interesting because real estate can sound like a dicey way to go. It depends on, you know, what you're investing in. But by and large, real estate is a pretty safe investment and lucrative. Mm -hmm. It is. In fact, that's what I always tell people when they ask me, what would they invest in? Would they invest in stocks and bonds? I say invest in real estate. And keep in mind that- They invest in stock and bonds they wish to, but I know real estate is pretty much safe. It's always going up. No. Yeah. And even if it dips, it's usually a correction. So it's mm-hmm. not, you know, over time, we should all still come out. It's not a short-term investment generally, unless you're like flipping properties or something. Yeah. But I think it's a, you know, we were talking about risk earlier. It seems like one of the lower risk ways to like create some stability and to have, you know, it's good for offsetting taxes and things like that. So it can be a really great way to also sort of protect one's assets and, and all that business-wise. Yeah. Yes. Correct. So in your accounting services, kind of piggybacking on that and your professional services, are you giving this kind of advice to your clients as well? Like here's some ways that you can, you know, manage through this storm and. Oh, yes, for sure. I I give the client's advice. I also write about it. I do it freely. Actually, I write articles on on these type of um, advice I just mentioned earlier. And also involved, we we have community events where Sometimes I'm invited to to be a speaker and I give advice as well to the public. So yes, we can sign up. Good. Well, I love that you're able to share your expertise, even for the thing that's not, you know, your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. I mean, it's it's important for people to know. And it's not like people don't know, but sometimes people need to hear it a different way from someone else in order to really absorb and take that. So t- going out and sharing your your skills and your gifts and your knowledge with your community, of course, is always, always beneficial. And I'm sure that it helps, you know, with relationship building, probably also attract more business into your accounting firm, which is absolutely it's so out. many wins there. Yeah. When you started, I want to go back to the beginning of this question. When you started your accounting firm, did you have clients or did you like build it and then go out and look or like, how did you go about starting it? Okay, so when I started, I didn't really, I didn't have any clients. I didn't have any clients at all. But I think what happened is because of because of my reputation as a as a CEO for the the telecommunications company, people trusted me. And so when when I established the firm and I started promoting the firm, people stopped coming to me. And then once I start providing um, services to some some of my clients. They tell, they told their friends and to a lot of people. And so that's how I was able to, to build a clientele. I really didn't have any clients. So that's the risk I took. I never any clients. Yeah, I was going to say for someone who, who, uh, professes to be risk averse, you really yeah. take a leap of faith. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I want to highlight that too. It's, you know, reputation is huge. So we can build relationships. We can build our reputation and it's really our reputation times our reach that gives us our revenues. So, yeah. and it, I think it really has to be reputation first. So if we're new to something, but we have a reputation or we have other relationships, we want to build on that. And it sounds like that's what you did. Yes, that's yeah. exactly what I did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's funny because this, it sounds like it was pretty intuitive for you to do that. And it's a strategy. It is. Both. Tactics yeah. without a strategy don't get us very far. So 
or anywhere. <laughs> so to, to have a strategy, I assume, but I, I want to ask the question, but you must have thought it through and like created a bit of, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this to build forward. Or was it purely intuition? It was, it was a combination of both. I think I wasn't too, I must be honest, I wasn't too concerned the first couple of months because I, I had enough money, you know, to continue my, my lifestyle of living. So I wasn't too concerned about that, like whether, so, but, you know, like within a month, I started getting clients. And so things just continued the way they are. So it was part of a strategy as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really important piece here. You know, if we have new entrepreneurs listening or maybe you've hit a lull or you're concerned about the recession um, or this pending recession, um, to just keep in mind that if you have a strategy and you trust your instincts and you ha you've built great relationships, that that's a really solid foundation to keep growing, to expand, to scale a business. Yes. Um, and then our systems and all the things that we have, you know, internally, but that, you know, that external view is much more about really starting really basic, you know, mm -hmm. what have we done? What can we piggyback on? Who do we know who we've warmed up and had great relationships and had, you know, whatever. And then you go from there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point to raise. Absolutely. Do you market your business much or are you mostly referrals at this point? Initially, like when I started in 2013, I used to market a lot, but honestly, I don't market much right now. I mean, I'm thinking about doing it, but most of my businesses are, are referral. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know about the U.S., but in Turks and Caicos, it's like we spend a lot of money on marketing and it, it like it doesn't make a difference to some people. Um, and so I say, well, what? I'm spending all this money on marketing. Let me do my best what I can with my existing clients. And then I'm getting uh, referrals. But of course, you must always market to, you know, always know you exist. If you don't market, you may not think you're, like, you're here. But right. I don't do very marketing. I do, it's, it's based on referrals. Yeah. Well, you do, you blog, right? And I think writing well, blog that's, and that's yeah. a form of marketing, right? Sort of a content marketing piece. Yeah. 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 But this is, this is also interesting, right? Because there's a lot of potential for increased revenues when we have happy clients, especially when they renew their contracts with us. And their agreements, right? And when they come back for more, that's where I think like the big growth happens and, and the, yeah. the scalability becomes more obvious, right? Not just from from renewing, but like word of mouth. Gosh, I, you know, I signed up for a one-year contract first and I was, I was so happy that I agreed to do another one. And even though we're coming into a recession, I just signed on to another year, right? Like th that, those are great testimonials and that's great, um, that it's a good vibe one, right? It creates a good feeling around the yes. services that you provide. But also when people, you know, we like to have our sneezers. I like to call them like the people who go out and tell everybody about us. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hopefully you have a few sneezers. It sounds like you do, right? Yes. And you have happy, satisfied, you know, customers. That's huge. Yes. That's a big part of a, a growth model, I think, for a business. Yeah. I'm glad you raised a point about the blogging because you're right. Because the fact that I'm out there writing, and I'm mentioning my firm. So that, that is for marketing. Glad you raised that point. You're absolutely right. We forget sometimes, right? Because you, you enjoy writing. You've made yeah. it very clear, right? You really enjoy writing. And so, yeah, we sometimes forget that we are implementing things that, that probably come from an initial strategy. If you're not being strategic about it now, you're like, oh, this is good information to share. But in, at some point, 
right? You had a strategy and now you might do it a little bit more intuitively. This is for our creatives listening. I think this is a really important piece to kind of latch onto as well. Like if we create a framework and we know that we have a strategy and goals, why we, you know, why we want to do something. So let's say blogging, why would I want to blog? Right. And it's, I'm sure several things, right. To get this great information out there. It establishes you as an expert. Yes. And it might spark ideas for current clients when they haven't, maybe they haven't ever considered having you do an audit or some other high-level professional service for them. They only have you do their taxes and their whatever, right? So that could expand, you know, just even with current clients and potential clients might land on your site and read your blog and go, this guy really knows his stuff. And he speaks like like a normal person. (laughs) He writes in a way that I can understand because if you're going to ask me to figure out accounting, I'm going to freeze, right? So I think that's that's really useful. And and people knowing that there's a human being behind it is, yeah. So what do you think, do you have a timeframe in mind like for expanding into taking your book and doing talks and and going that way? Have you, I'm pushing on this. (laughs) I would love, thank you, but I would love to at least start something before the end of this year. Okay. So it's yeah. imminent. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, I was telling you that I read one of your blog posts not too long before we signed on and I was really touched by it and it yeah. didn't have anything to do with accounting. <laughs> no, no. To do with accounting. It was all mindset. And yeah. I, it made me think, and I really appreciated being able to read something and it was, you know, it was nice and short, which is also, you know, helpful for busy people. And I, there's something there. I think that's why I keep coming back to this and like kind of pushing that a little bit with you. Like there's something there. I think you know it and you feel it. And I think it's like a calling, you know, there's a passion, but it feels, it feels like a calling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're you're spot on. Mm, well, I'm getting all goose pimply. So I know that this is coming through for you and I'm excited to see where it goes. If you were to to like wave a magic wand and describe like who who is hearing these messages and how it's helping them, what does that look like for you? I know I didn't prepare you with that question. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> uh, let me put it this way. I wish I wish I had someone like me uh, when I was going through my struggles in inferiority complex. You know, I just kept everything to myself. And so it would just, I'll be so satisfied, actually, knowing that whatever I do or say is impacting other lives. More than satisfied, because at least there's some hope for people just by listening to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Uh, well, this seems like a good time to ask you where people can find you because it pops up right there on your website, your book. So I'm, I'm going, I haven't read it yet. I just learned about it today, but oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and promote your book for you. But where can people oh, find you. you and how can we support you? Thank you. Well, I have a website, www.drexwellseymour.com. And my book is on Amazon. I'm just type in the name, rise up and, and take your position. I also have a YouTube channel where I have inspirational stories, uh, where I interview people who are going through a lot of struggles in their lives, and I just share it with people so other people could be uplifted. Mm. We will share all the links in the show notes, so all you have to do is click to go find it. Yeah, wonderful. Well, do you have any parting advice for our listeners? Well, I would encourage our listeners. I believe that everybody has something inside of them that that they want to do. 
and somehow they are afraid to to make the move. I would encourage them to find a way to to get over that fear, because fear is the one thing that is keeping people from achieve from reaching their destination. And and sometimes they're afraid of themselves. They're afraid of failure. They're afraid of what other people think of themselves. But if they could overcome fear and build their confidence level, they are going to be a force to be reacting with. And that's what I want to encourage people to do. Mm. Have confidence, overcome fear. Really sage advice. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for for sharing your journey, for sharing your passion and your calling. I believe it's a calling. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see you know what transpires over the next few months that are left in this year. And yeah. you know, please let's stay in touch. If there's anything I can for do, sure. if there's, I believe the world gets smaller the more we talk and connect with each other. So there's a possibility that you know we have some nice crossing over in our networks, and there may be some people who who could be supportive of, of your growth as well in your, uh, in your passion project. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you again so much for coming on. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you too. I really appreciate this. It's my pleasure. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. As you know, reviews are what help your fellow entrepreneurs find the right podcasts for them. So please leave us a review and tell your friends about us so more people can hear the valuable information we share in each episode. If you are a medical practice owner and you're struggling with overwhelm from the daily business operations and decisions and trying to manage your time and all that juggling, schedule a talk with me by visiting my website at tracycherpesky.com forward slash medical hyphen practices. Link is in the show notes. We look forward to hearing from you and celebrating your success.